Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to a new podcast series I'm putting out, the Opinion Release Papers. FCPA Opinion Releases are a very useful tool that is baked into the statute, the FCPA itself. You can ask questions to the Department of Justice that are fact-based scenarios about an action your company would like to engage in and get an opinion back. These provide a great source of information for the compliance practitioner, in addition to being useful to the companies that utilize them. Over this series, I'm going to visit opinion releases and mine those for the facts of the presented to the Department of Justice and what the resolution was. The Opinion Release Papers is a special presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network. In this episode, we take up Opinion Release 1301, How Can You Save a Life? with medical treatment and not violate the FCPA going forward. Each case turns on its own facts. How many times have you heard a representative of the Department of Justice or SEC make that statement at a conference or other public event? The reality is that this is true, and in the context of FCPA, both regulators look at facts and circumstances around each case in making a wide range of assessments. While this is frustrating to business types, as a lawyer, I find it not only to be an appropriate analysis, but an accurate way to look at things. Late in 2013, the Department of Justice issued its only opinion release for that year, being Opinion Release 1301. One of the things that this opinion release stands for is that each fact scenario presented under the FCPA must be evaluated on its own facts. While this maximum is certainly true, I believe that this opinion release goes further and provides significant information for the compliance practitioner around charitable donations going forward. The requester was a partner with a U.S. law firm which represents a foreign country in various international arbitrations. This business relationship enabled the law firm to bill the foreign country over $2 million over 18 months prior to 2013. It was further anticipated that in 2014, the fees for the matters of foreign country A for the law firm would exceed $2 million. During the course of this representation, the requestor had become a personal friend of a foreign official who worked in the foreign country's office of their attorney general. This foreign official's daughter suffered from a severe medical condition which cannot be effectively treated in the foreign country or anywhere in the region. The physicians treating the foreign official's daughter recommended that she receive inpatient care at a specialized facility located in another foreign country. The requester reported that the treatment would cost between approximately $13,500 to $20,500, and that the foreign official lacked the financial means to pay for this treatment for his daughter. The requester had proposed to pay the medical expenses of the daughter of this foreign official. So what were some of the representations made? The requester made the following representations as admitting the request for an opinion release. 
One, the requester's intention in paying for the medical treatment of the foreign official's daughter is purely humanitarian, with no intent to influence the decision of any foreign official in the foreign country. With regard to engaging the services of the law firm, the requestor, or any third person. Two, the funds used to pay the medical treatment will be the requester's own personal funds. The requester will not seek nor receive any reimbursement for the law firms for such purpose. Three, the requester will make all payments directly to the facility where the foreign official's daughter will receive the treatment in foreign country B. The foreign official will pay for the cost of his dollars related travel. Four, foreign country uh, in question is expected to retain the law firm to work on one new matter in the near future. The requester is presently unaware of any additional potential matters relating to the foreign country which might retain the law firm. However, if a matter develops, the requester anticipates foreign country would likely retain the law firm given its successful track record and their strong relationship. And five, under the law of foreign country in question, any government agency, such as the one that the foreign official works for, that hires an outside law firm, must publicly publish a reasoned decision justifying the engagement. It is a crime punishable by imprisonment under the penal code of the country in question for any civil servant or public employee to engage in a corrupt, in corrupt behavior in connection with public contracting. In addition to these representations by the requester, there was also information presented that showed the foreign official and the requester had discussed this matter transparently with their respective employers. Both the government of the foreign country and the leadership of the law firm expressly indicated that they have no objection to the proposed payment of medical expenses. Additionally, the requester provided a certified letter from the attorney general of the foreign country that represented the following. One, the decision by the requester to pay or not pay for this medical treatment would have no impact on any current or further future rather decision of the office in question in deciding the hiring of international legal counsel. Two, the opinion of the foreign country's attorney general, the payment of medical expenses for the foreign daughter's official, uh, the daughter of the foreign official, under the circumstances would not violate any provision of the country's laws. So what was the Department of Justice analysis? Well, it began by noting a person may violate the FCPA by making a payment or gift to a foreign official's family member as an indirect way of corrupting, corruptly influencing that former foreign official. However, the FCPA does not prohibit per se business relationships or payments to foreign officials. Rather, the department looks to determine whether there was any indicia of corrupt intent, whether the arrangement is transparent to the foreign government and the general public, and whether the arrangement is in conformity with local law, and whether there are any safeguards to prevent the foreign official from improperly using his or her position to steer business or otherwise assist the company through a policy of recusal. But I found the meat of the analysis to be in the following line, quote, the facts represented suggest an absence of corrupt intent and provide adequate insurances that the proposed benefit to the foreign official's daughter will have no impact on the requestors or requester law firms present or future business with the foreign country, end quote. So what does all of this mean? Well, the analysis was based on several factors which are worth highlighting. As I just noted, there was no role going forward in obtaining or retaining business. The foreign official involved does not play any role in the decision to award the country's legal business to the law firm. 
Two, full transparency. Both the requester and the foreign official informed their respective employers of the proposed gift and neither objected. Three, the gift is not illegal under local law. The attorney general of the foreign country in question has expressly stated that the proposed gift is not illegal. This was further reinforced by the country's public contracting laws, which require transparent reasoning in the contracting for legal work and criminally punish corrupt behavior. And finally, number four, direct payment to third-party provider. The requester will, will pay the medical provider directly, ensuring that the payments will not be improperly diverted to a foreign official. I believe that Opinion Release 1301 demonstrates, once again, there is significant room for creative lawyering in the realm of FCPA compliance. Obviously, the Department of Justice reasonably, or rather responded favorably by its decision that it would not prosecute under the facts presented to it. For the compliance practitioner, there are several key takeaways beyond simply noting that you are only limited by your imagination. First and foremost, transparency. Both the requestor and the foreign official openly discussed this issue with employers and their superiors. One or both of them went to the attorney general of the country in question and sought an opinion on the legality of the payment of the medical expenses. So there was full visibility at literally the highest levels of the foreign country's government, in addition to confirmation that the gift was in fact legal under the laws of the country in question. Next, the foreign official in question did not have decision-making authority over the law firm, obtaining or retaining business in the future. And finally, a key component of other opinion releases in the gifts, travel, and entertainment arena apply to this charitable donation, or if you want to call it a gift. A direct payment to the third-party provider is always a critical element. I know and understand that this opinion release is limited to its facts and circumstances, but it gives the compliance practitioner some excellent guidance on how to think through charitable donations under the FCPA. And once again, we see another opinion release, which I chalk up to creative lawyering. Now, we have a lawyer involved as the requester in this case, so that certainly didn't hurt. But obviously, he had counsel involved, and all of this counsel... Uh, both the requester and his counsel and his law firm came up with what I think was a very creative way to deal with something which may, on its face, have seemed difficult uh, to get around potential FCPA liability. So never forget creative lawyering. Uh, never forget the key points of uh, no role in obtaining or retaining business, full transparency. Uh, local law is uh, the gift was not illegal and the the payment to a third party provider. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you've enjoyed this opinion release papers episode, and I hope you'll join me again for another episode when we take a data mining into the opinion releases from the Department of Justice around the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. The opinion release papers is a special presentation in the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.